Good evening, welcome to Technically Speaking. I'm your host this week, Alan Matthews, and I'm joined by Peter Donahue. Peter Donahue, um, we change of intro this week, uh, and we've got, a, we've got an interesting topic this week. We'll be talking about Nintendo Labo. Um, it will be, will be fun, it looks a lot of fun. It will. Uh, we've got a new format for this week where uh, we're putting ourselves under some house rules, mm-hmm. so we're going to try and keep it under 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. That means that we will cut out the fluff from last week, which was a bit of feedback I got. There was a lot of fluff this week. Um, aye, so 40 minutes, we're keeping it PG, so you can listen to this with your children around yes. if you'd like to. And uh, we're going to split the podcast up into two parts. The first part will be about Nintendo Labo, so if you know, know a bit about it already, you'll probably, get a, you'll probably hear a lot of stuff that you already know. Uh, and then after the break we will talk a little bit about our favourite Nintendo story that we've been able to find online. Uh, we've not got a name for this segment yet, I'm sure we will within time. So we'll just call it Nintendo Stories for the moment until we come up with something we got more I like it, I like it. So without further ado, let's jump in. Let's jump in. So Peter. How are you? How's your week been? It's since been the good. Last spoke? It's been good, man. I've had a great week. Um, it's been dead busy with work and stuff, but um, ah, it's been good. Whiteboard on the wall, as you can see. I've seen that on Ve- the very productive week. Seen that on the retros Instagram story. You did. You did. I wasn't looking for the plug there. I was just pointing out the fact that well, we have I'm, a whiteboard. I'm happy to provide it. We're, of course. We're housed in uh, Retro HQ, we which are. is also technically Pod HQ. Exactly. Um, no, it's been a super busy, a busy week. week. Packing. Finding out about GDPR, all this European law. Oh. I know it's the most exciting thing ever. I'm very sorry, I'll oh. my phone off, sorry. Amateurish there. Amateur hour here, come oh. on. There we go, it's off now. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I'm a popular man, what can I say? <laughs> oh well, oh well, I'll beg to differ. Oh. Um, so, How about you? How's your week been? Very, very busy, I would say. I'm going to say you're going to throw me under the bus when it comes to being a productive man. Um, I've just been packing boxes, replying emails. Well, and I mean, let, let's be fair here. You, you've been looking at European law and um, oh. I'm assuming like customs and stuff. With the fact that we're leaving the EU within within the year. Aye, so it's uh, it's data protection law. So that basically anyone in Europe can go, I don't want you to have my information anymore. And our website is not equipped to handle that. So it's just trying to work out how we can get around that. Depressing, boring, we've been packing lots of records, lots of comics, um, but aye, it's been a nice nice busy week, feels good to get the, the boxes out, we do have quite a backlog sometimes, so it's always good to sit down for a few days and just battle them all out, mm-hmm. but uh, aye, tell us about your week, before we batter into Nintendo Labo life. What, working away, working away, and then, you know, it was like bank holiday weekend at Dakota, so it was quite busy over the weekend, and then Monday came, and it was really quiet aye but um, you must um, have had like a really busy Sunday the Sunday was well I worked during the day and the Sunday it wasn't wasn't overly busy um, Sunday you, night from what I heard was quite busy ah, totally um, you've got an extra day to drink exactly and we're in Glasgow of um, course uh huh and then we got uh, so I don't know if we spoke about this last week but the lease was finally accepted for the house that we're moving into so that's that's one thing I can tack off aye only get um, 10 to go pretty much aye how are you getting on at uni or your, your course Um. It has been because it's been so busy with all this other stuff going on. I've not made as many tracks as I would have liked. Uh, I've decided what I'm going to do. My persuasive essay on. And what's that going to be? Uh, I'm going to do it on the fact that uh, Mark Meakin, aka Count Dankula, uh, <laughs> the, the gentleman from my hometown, Coatbridge, who was convicted of hate speech, 
for a joke and why he shouldn't have been convicted. That's what I'm going to be doing. Ah, that's a very, very topical, very contentious very issue as well. It's a contentious issue. Uh, it's one of those ones where, I don't know. If you handle it wrong, then. Aye, it's like your, your marker just uh, is like, what the hell is he on about? We have, uh, you have some strange uh, views. We have someone on the on the right, shall we say? Exactly, totally. Um, Five, so busy week. Busy week, and it will be busy until. Beyond the horizon, I feel. Um, well, we appreciate you coming out to uh, record the podcast. Well, you know, this is this is a good it's a good release. It's a good way to, to blow off some steam. Is this uh, therapeutic uh, for you? That is indeed. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it. So we'll move on. Aye, um, we're doing well. We are. We're sticking to our schedule. Nintendo Labo. Yes. So um, Nintendo Labo, something I had no idea about. I've totally no. fallen away from what Nintendo's been doing after the kind of Nintendo Wii. So they brought out the Wii U didn't really get it I, I thought it was like an add-on for the uh-huh. Wii that little screen that you yeah. could get I didn't realise it was its own separate console well I think that was but if you look at the way the Wii came out and uh, that came out around the time of like Playstation 3 Xbox 360 yeah uh, I think this was Nintendo reacting to the next gen consoles which was wild man I, I, don't, I don't think it worked it was really. terrible it was terrible let's be fair Nintendo Switch, I kind of heard a little bit about uh-huh. it, I thought it sounded cool, I was like, a console that you can take on the go and have in your house, I thought, uh-huh. it's good because Nintendo consoles have never been good for graphics, Yeah. and they're obviously just embracing the fact that they're not going to have the same level of graphics as Microsoft and Sony, so I was like, right, that's cool, and uh, see, I mean, I go on a plane maybe once every two years, but see the thought of having a wee game of Zelda on the uh-huh. plane, fantastic, fantastic. I was sold. Couldn't afford it, but I was so. I I have to say it was it was quite it was quite expensive and like, I mean. How much is it? Is it two fifty? I guess more than that. Is it more? Uh-huh. Um, to Google. To Google. Um, it might have been at the time of release. It might it might be cheaper now. Um, but so it's two three nine. My younger brother is a Nintendo. Nintendo mad. Freak. Uh-huh. Nintendo he, mad, yeah. He, he loves his Nintendo. Um, so that's the way that I sort of keep up with it because he'll tell me about Whatever it. Whatever he's enthusiastic about is usually a good sign. Uh huh. Because, because let's be honest, right? He's, he's 13 this year, we Ethan. Um, shout out if he's listening. Shout um, out! Hi, Ethan. It's been hello. a while. Uh, <laughs> so he's he had the Wii U. He used the Wii. This is an example of how Nintendo crazy. He used the Wii U until. Cooling fan broke. Wow. Um, That's crazy. Uh-huh. He used his enthusiast to the point where my wee sister, Poppy, who will not be listening because she's two years old, Lovely. threw it across the living room and broke the hinge <laughs> on the screen. Um, so he's angry about that. Um, so does he get a switch? He does. He does. He got it for he got it for Christmas does he uh, love it? 2017. He, he really likes it from, from what I know. Uh-huh. He he told me about Labo. When it was first announced, that's how I first heard about it. Um, basically, for, for people that don't know what it is, it's essentially like... Origami. Uh-huh. Cardboard. It's cardboard that you then, like, you sort of build it yourself, and then... Aye. So I think it takes, like, a good half an hour to put uh-huh. it together. And then you can use it in conjunction with... Yeah. The switch. Is it the switch? It's with the switch. So I think the whole idea is that see the little controllers that come off the switch mm-hmm. they've got a bunch of sensors on them yeah. so obviously like you can use it to like sword fight and all that type of stuff so it's got all the sensors that like the Wiimote had in it yeah. but I think it's also got a camera on it as well 
Um, it's got a whole bunch of different things on the little sen- on the remote, so it's basically just has a lot of sensors, and you basically put the cardboard together, you place the, the, the Joy-Cons, which is what they're known as, mm-hmm. you place the Joy-Cons in particular places, and um, that causes it to... Come to life. Come to life, Shall as we it were, exactly. So I did watch a video a few weeks ago, I'm probably getting it all wrong, but basically it's a it's cardboard with a lot of stickers, like QR codes, uh-huh. um, or their version of QR codes. So like, see with like the piano, mm-hmm. basically at the end of all the keys there's a bunch of stickers, and uh, you've got the Joy-Con which is looking at all the keys, and when you push one of the keys down, it reveals that, the uh-huh. sticker, so that's how it knows to play the note. Oh, it's right. really cool. That um, is, it's really it's a very inventive use of I have what is say, at the end of the day cardboard. That sounds like a very inventive solution to a problem that doesn't really exist. Well, I think what they're trying to do right now is they brought out two kits. Was there's the variety kit which has like the piano uh-huh. and the toy con. That's what I think. What they've got because obviously you've got joy cons and then they've they've called that toy con because it basically builds out on top of it. Um, but then you've also got the robot kit. Mm-hmm. So the robot kit is something that's sold separately. Um, and I think what they're trying to do is basically what they want to do is um, you can invent your own games and invent your own kind of tools and activities using Nintendo Labo. Right. So to make it even more... So basically... Like it captures your imagination that wee bit more. Yeah, so like they, you can learn kind of like how to code using Nintendo Labo. It's like, so they've basically made like a bunch of, so I think what, what basically these first kind of toys are, mm-hmm. are examples of what the, the software can do. Right. They've built like a software platform when you could build a keyboard, you could build a fishing rod, you could build X, Y, and Z, and then they basically went to the developers, here's all this software we've made, mm-hmm. go crazy. Right. Which is insane. That, that same... That is quite cool. The thing is though, right, the, the sticking point for me, like I've... I've looked into it a wee bit, and the toy con kit, the the just the basic standard kit that yes. everybody would get. Yep. Is sixty pound. It's sixty pounds, but you do get all the cartridges. So you get like a bunch of cartridges that come with games, and mm-hmm. um, so you're not paying for just the cardboard. Because at first I was like, that's really expensive, sixty quid. Why would you spend sixty quid? Surely someone can come up with their own version of yeah. it. But obviously, <laughs> you need the software to play it. Mm-hmm. And I think the games are quite complex. So you're basically paying for six bits of cardboard and six games. So you're right. looking at about a ten of each for a game, which is considerably cheaper than a... That is considerably cheaper, but then you have to consider if you're paying £10 for a game, will it be that? It's a proof of concept. Is it just a novelty? I think, just I think it's going to be similar to the level of depth that Wii Sports was. Like uh-huh. It's a basic game, kind of addictive. Uh-huh. So... Um, I think the racing one looks really addictive. It's like you're on a motorbike, and it's you get, use so it's got handlebars, the handlebars. Uh, and you do that, and it kind of you kind of go yourself around the track. But that's obviously like the intro to it. Like you could imagine like the next Mario Kart game having support for that. Well, I mean that 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 is the thing. You you could take it further. It definitely will. This is not a one off. No. This is definitely this is the start of, of something rather than yeah. Because my thinking is that they won't charge for the cardboard in the long run. Mm-hmm. My thinking is like you'll be able, you'll buy a game of Mario Kart and it will come in a mahusive flat back flat pack box. <laughs> it's like you'll go to IKEA yeah, to buy your version totally, of Mario totally. Kart. Totally, um, totally. One so thing I find as well. Th- okay, on you go. Is man. that 
when you buy it, uh-huh. there are no spare parts. Yeah. So that kind of was going to get to my bit, which was the actual longevity uh-huh. of cardboard. Mm-hmm. Like, how long are you able to keep six cardboard structures in immaculate condition uh-huh. in your house? And you've got a two-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Not kid, you um, sister. Yes, my it's not my child. No, not at all. And most houses will have like pets or just like uh-huh. careless people or probably just don't have a lot of room. So it's kind of difficult to think that you know, you could keep those motorcycle things in good condition without someone accidentally stamping on it or someone accidentally knocking it over and, oh, crap, the fishing rod is now broke. You know that way? Like, uh-huh. It's one of those things where because it's cardboard, it's cost-effective mm-hmm. in the long run, but in the short run, you might need to buy more. I mean, I don't know. Are they selling spares? Well, Can you they, buy spares? They, they, uh, not, that, not that I've seen. Um, you would think... That with it being cardboard. Oh, they surely must be selling must, spares. If they're not selling spares, then I would say it's just an obvious money grab. Um, I, I to, conceptually, I think it's a great oh, idea. Wait, wait. Sorry to jump oh. in. Google has came Quite to Google rescue again. again. So, it was an article for, from The Next Web, and they were basically saying that they were worried that replacing level parts would break the bank. Turns out it's not so bad. If you only need to replace a few components at a time, in addition to the full kits... Nintendo now sells cardboard and accessory packs for different parts. Mm-hmm. Prices for the parts of the robot kit, which cost £80 in its, in its entirety, range from $1.99 to $14. So basically, you can buy all the individual bits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd imagine that you're basically just paying cost. That, is, um, so that seems to me a bit... Yeah, you can like, technically save a few bucks on a full kit by building the Toy-Cons from parts but that wouldn't work quite as well because the rest of the money goes to the software. Uh-huh. So you're not going to have to pay another $80 for a replacement, uh-huh. but it's obviously there's a still a fair chunk of that money going towards the cardboard, which is understandable because it looks very complex. It's not like it you're does. buying like uh-huh. a flat pack box, uh-huh. like this record folder. Like It takes half an hour to build mm-hmm. and has lots of separate parts. It seems like it's trying to... Because that's, that's the thing for me. Like I hate to sound like a... Like a pure granda, right? Yeah. But, like, kids these days, they just, it, do, it just doesn't seem like there's much room for for innovation, and I think that... But I Nintendo think have always been at the forefront. Uh-huh. They've always been, but they I were mean, the first guys that had the Wiimote. I mean, go, going way back, they've always been kind of at the forefront. Yeah. Like, no one else did anything like the Nintendo DS. And no. a massive hit. So they've well, obviously... Still went, selling now. Still sells. So the Nintendo Switch is obviously selling and they've thought, we've made all this really cool software, why not create this cardboard? I'd imagine that in the future, once the idea's been validated, you'll be able to buy like a permanent part yeah. which utilises it. I think this is Nintendo testing the market. So I totally agree with you that the longevity is an, an issue and also the innovation is an issue. But I think this is Nintendo's way of going, we know this isn't like a banker. Like We know this isn't uh-huh. going to be 100% successful. This is us testing the waters. If developers like it and start making cool stuff for it, mm-hmm. then it means they know they're on the right tracks. That's my take on it. But again, I could be totally wrong. Um, has Ethan showed any sort of enthusiasm about He has. Because he's the freak. He, he's, he's the one. Like, We're the outsiders. Uh-huh. We're the old guys but, Well, for, for me, if, if, any, if, he, if he says a Nintendo product will be successful, then it will. nine times out of ten it will be successful. Uh, because there's certain there's certain games and products he's spoken to me about and he's been like I don't know, 
don't really know when they've not actually been great. But he, se- he seemed quite enthusiastic about this. Um, I don't know if... Well, I suppose it's good in a way as well. The way I was thinking was, from a sustainability standpoint, that Nintendo could do some sort of good system where... Obviously, cardboard recyclables, you trade it in. So you trade it if you've broken apart, but obviously it's still cardboard. Yeah. If you trade it in, then you could get like a voucher to get money off a replacement part or something like that. Yeah, that's there's, cool. there's definitely room for that, because I think that is a big thing. That will become a big thing, especially when people are looking towards like climate change and stuff being a thing in like plastic. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I feel that it could be a way forward. Um, that's a cool idea. I never even thought of I that. I think that... I genuinely think, like, see... Like a trading programme for uh-huh. your cardboard? Definitely, like, definitely. I definitely think that um, if it takes off, then you would hope that Nintendo would bring prices down as well. Oh, totally. They're um, obviously having to charge more because they're making less. Economies of state, economies of scale says that if they sell millions, the cost will come down. Uh-huh. I definitely feel that there's definitely pros and cons to the full thing. But that's the same with everything. Same with everything, isn't it? But you have to say the pros greatly outweigh the cons. Yeah. For me, I think what I'd really like to see is a more durable version of them, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, and I'd also just like to see some more fully-fledged games coming out for it. Yeah. That was my main issue with the Nintendo Switch coming out at the start, was when it first came out, it's a really nice piece of kit, really great ideas, but it only had one game at launch. Mm-hmm. looking at it now they actually released one indie title every week for a full year it's uh-huh. now been out for over a year and there's a great selection of games like, was that not the same with the Wii? it was very similar to the Wii there was only Wii Sports because uh-huh. Nintendo's issue has always been that people only buy games that Nintendo makes so you love your Zelda you love your Super Mario Brothers you love your Mario Kart but have you ever thought about buying FIFA for the Wii? no no uh, but what they're actually finding now is that the people are looking to buy external games for the Nintendo Switch. Um, so it's really interesting to see if they're able to build out that kind of economy of developers who actually are enthusiastic about the console. Because I don't think EA were making games for it for like four or five years. And I mean, what's the point in buying a console if you're going to get a Nintendo original title maybe once every year, twice oh. a year? You're wanting those games that all your mates are playing on a PlayStation and their Xbox you buy you don't want to buy a Nintendo console just to have to buy another one because I've got uh-huh. an Xbox One and that's like where I buy like all my kind of AAA titles like your FIFA and your COD mm-hmm. don't buy COD anymore but like play Fortnite on that like that's where like you kind of do all your kind of your big uh-huh. kind of AAA games whereas Nintendo's kind of always been off to its own side like oh look there's a new Mario Kart out or oh well, look I, th- I think what Nintendo have done is they've went from being like in the in the nineties and early nineties and stuff, the manufacturer yeah. for games to now a more niche market and they've tapped into it really well. But like it's But now they're bringing it back. Uh huh. They're they're trying I think what they've done I think they're doing it really well. For the past decade or so they sort of just accepted the were the sort of secondary we're all about enthusiasts, we're all about like people who already like Nintendo. They weren't and looking to get new customers, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Whereas now, now the, they're, now they're I think I think because I don't I wouldn't say their reputation was damaged, I think that's a wrong for want of a better phrase. It was just the Nintendo sort of stood still and other It was like Sony and Microsoft just felt like a cut above. Oh. Uh-huh. 
You know that way? It wasn't the Nintendo was down, it was just like, it was like Everything Sony and Microsoft had, they'd, they'd moved on and Nintendo had just been stagnant. But I think with the Switch, they've, they've really cracked it. I think uh-huh. that that could be a really successful console because... I Especially mean, if they can undercut the main yeah. two in terms of and, price. And also, I mean, <coughs> how much innovation do you see PlayStation and, and um, the Xbox kind of systems actually doing? Like, yeah, the PlayStation, you can buy VR, but that is ridiculous money. Uh-huh. And um, the Xbox, it's just you're kind of you're just sitting with your standard controller. Now that's sure that's what people love, mm-hmm. but in terms of creating new consoles and new things, the only thing they they're really able to do at this point is better specs. Uh-huh. So like when it was like four K, and they were adding like that's a better processor. Really they're, they're just like every time it's like the PC race again. Uh-huh. It's like the PC race. Every time a new PlayStation or Xbox comes out, there's just like it's a new design. It's a bit ten, smaller. Ten times the memory. Yeah. Like, can you can play it in like a higher resolution? It's boring. And it is boring. The last the last thing that PlayStation or Xbox done or like Sony or Microsoft done to be innovative was Microsoft when they brought out the Kinect. And that was them copying the Wii. Let's uh, be fair. They that, they they seen the success that Nintendo was having and went, oh no, we need to we need to do something about this. We were in third year at the time. Where were we? Was that the year? I remember we spoke about it in graphics and had to do a presentation about it or something so like that. So we did! Like, that's how long ago it was since one of those two went like big on something that wasn't just safe. They've been continually playing it safe for the past like six or seven years and yeah. Nintendo has finally got its act together. Totally. And innovated. And I, I think it'll be good. You need to credit them with that. I mean, they've uh-huh. done well for a while. You know, It was almost like the head was down. A bit like, in the doldrums. Aye, yeah. totally. Uh, but they've came back. I'm, I'm really a, tempted to get a switch. You know that. I'm really tempted. Needed a gaffer to put put an arm around the shoulder. Exactly. Could still buy the goals in. Exactly. We um, we pep talk. We have time orange and Nintendo came out <laughs> raving I think, to go. Um, I think if if my wee brother gets a labo, then I'll definitely give it a go and report back. Definitely. I, I, like I just for the foreseeable future because of obviously circumstances we spoke about. I won't see myself buying a switch and buying Labo for it because that's three hundred pounds. That's a lot of money. Don't want to sink at the minute. No, but man's got a flat. Exactly. If both come down in price, then you know I could I could see myself. I could Definitely. See myself Are we Black Friday sale? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, for my sale. Bye. So to kind of wrap this up, we will wrap this section. Up I'm going to say Nintendo Labo, great idea. Mm-hmm unproven at the moment I'd no, love not to see without a, its flaws I'd love to see a bit of validation I know it's been getting good reviews but I'd love to see just a little bit more from Nintendo uh-huh. um, well, the, one, the one thing about reviews is reviews are never long term because they never like what no one would want to read a review 10 months after something's came out no because the whole because the whole landscape uh-huh. so the reviews are good the actual durability and long term prospects of it that's what I'm that's um, what I'm concerned about what, that, that's the question and obviously like a year from now we'll have a better idea because hindsight's twenty twenty. exactly um, now what I'm going to say is as much as we're keeping all of our podcasts to 20 minutes what we're kind of hoping to do is that if anyone does call in using uh-huh. the Anchor app yes. we'll spend the first five minutes of the podcast going over any calls that we've got from the previous podcast mm-hmm. now we did get a couple of calls in from we, the last podcast we did they were mainly pranksters and jokesters. Much appreciated. Much obliged. <laughs> it gave us a chuckle. It did. It gave me a right old laugh. Dave. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> fantastic. Can I just say, we're not going to play it out, but it was fantastic. Now, um, we're hoping 
that we'll be able to spend about five, ten minutes at the start of the podcast, maybe. Maybe at the end. I'm thinking mm-hmm. the start's good just because if someone's been listening to the previous podcast, it's easy for them to jump into uh-huh. the next one. Um, what I would say as well is one of the messages we did receive was off topic for this week. However... A friend of the podcast? A, a friend of the show. However, we will do... Uh, we will do a podcast on what this this particular gentleman uh, was asking about at one point. He was asking for a very specific niche. We'd uh-huh. already decided a topic, so we will come back to it at some point. But um, we, do, we do appreciate all the calls, we even do. if they are off topic, because they give us ideas for what we can do in the exactly, future. Exactly, because I'm going to be honest with you, right? Like, we'll, we'll keep it under wraps. We will, it's, we will. It's, it's not a massive secret. You could like, If you gave someone 10 guesses, they would probably get it in the 10 guesses what they were talking about. But it genuinely never even crossed my mind that to discuss topic. that. See, yeah. because I see because I don't own like something in that market. One of these pieces of yes. hardware. <laughs> one of this, uh, one of these pieces of kit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we will, we will get to it. We, we promise will. you, we'll we promise, get to it. We promise. We um, promise. So, um, so yeah, that's part one. Uh-huh. Let's uh, move on to part two. Join us after this uh, this short break. Short break. <laughs> The Retro Store. The Retro Store is the coolest way to start your very own collection, whether it's games, comics or records. Take their gaming box for example, you get three hand-picked games delivered to your door every month. So on today's topic we've been talking about Nintendo games. Pete, what is your favourite classic Nintendo game? I mean I grew up playing so much Tetris, so I'd have Tetris. to I'd have to put it down to the Russian classic as, for as me. a great choice for what me. About, what about you? For me it's Pokemon Yellow, oh. without a shadow of a doubt. Classic. Um, oh, I was on the Game Boy Colour when I was... Have you seen how much it costs these days? Oh, I have indeed. Well, this is the thing. If you've ever seen the price of classic Nintendo games on Amazon, then you'll know that they are um, very expensive. <laughs> Rather pricey. However, the retro store do three amazing hand-picked games for fi- from £15.95 every month. But when you sign up, they'll ask you what your favourite consoles and games are and which ones are your least favourite mm-hmm. um, and then they have what they call taste makers it's, it sounds very whiskey company however this is for this is for personal taste of games records or comics so they will take what you've given them they'll take the tools you've given them and they will they'll build something and they'll build your collection for you uh, and whenever they send you out your three games as we're talking about them they will include a note which explains why they've picked them so Basically, you can't get annoyed at them because they've explained themselves. Um, they also get exclusive access to the online add-on store. Uh, this is for members only, where you can level up your boxes and save up to fifty percent on RRP goods. For example, another three games can be added to your library for just ten pounds. And over time, you accrue retro rewards. So you can think of these as frequent flyer miles if you're uh, if you're coming on the old uh, Ryanair. Um, except you can spend your points on gifts, one-off goodies, or anything else in store. And on top of all of that, the cherry on the ice and on the cake is that shipping is completely free across the whole of the UK. And to get involved, all you have to do is visit theretro.co.uk. And let them know that we sent you. Welcome back. Um, hopefully that advert wasn't too painful to listen to. Um, Hollywood-esque acting, I would say. Um, just uh, An unbiased advertising. Uh-huh. Um, totally. Do not have a well, stake in that business no, whatsoever. No, not at all. We, we, we are not the two people who founded the business. Not that at all. Not at all. Um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. Jumping back into part two, which you have aptly named. 
Nintendo Stories. No. Aaron, Aaron had called it. Aaron had called it. I'm recording the advert. He'd called it Nintendo Dabble. And I can confirm Aaron is dabbing in the office right now, so. I prefer that title, Nintendo, Nintendo Dabble. Dabble. Because, so the, it, I mean, it works on a number of levels. One, you get to hit them with the dab, which is not a great audio <laughs> feature, I'll admit. And two, we we dab into the bag of funny Nintendo stories. We pick one out and we talk about it. We do. Um, Peter, yes. what, what do you have for us? So, this for this inaugural episode of... Nintendo Dabble. I ventured to a subreddit called Not The Onion, which is basically a subreddit where people find stories that sound absolutely ridiculous. They sound beyond parody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they're, they're real. They're totally real stories. No idea how. Just absolutely fantastic. So I was having a wee dig through. I'll let you know that I'd been digging through as well. I'm sure you've probably had a dig through in the, mm-hmm. same, the same situation. Now, I found an article from the trusted... News Corporation, the BBC. Totally unbiased in every way. Okay. Right <laughs> now, <laughs> the BBC wrote an article, and I, I kid you not, this was the article. They say, they say, Nintendo of America hires Bowser <laughs> as their new VP of sales. Now, they follow this up with the best tagline. Doug Bowser brings decades of experience, not fire breath to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. Now the question that I have to ask Go about a man called the Bowser taking over at Nintendo of America <laughs> is how many princesses has he kidnapped? Well, I'm told that he's no, re- no relation to the King Koopa and Mario's long-time <laughs> nemesis. So... I'd hope that that's a grand total of zero if they've done <laughs> You're no relation to any pixels on a screen. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, I just thought that this was the best story. So basically, for those who are not in the in the know, Bowser is the main baddie from all mm-hmm. of the Super Mario games. So he is the guy who always captures Princess Peach and who Mario always has to rescue Princess Peach from because mm-hmm. he's a player and he likes doing that. Uh-huh. Bowser is basically a massive fire-breathing dragon. Um, which was well, he's, he's like a he's like a dragon. He's got like a spiky turtle uh-huh. situation. Anyway, Google a picture of him. You know exactly what I mean. Uh-huh. So in comparison, Doug Bowser is a bald man with a button-down shirt. He looks uh, he looks dashingly bald. It's very smart casual. Very smart casual. Now um, he is the VP of sales. So he, I think his job is basically to look at all the sales across of Nintendo and go, "This is good. Oh, this is bad." Now I cannot help. But think that he must have had a, a very troublesome first day in his job. Oh. There must have been allegations of corruption from all fronts. <laughs> Everyone must have been like, you're here to see us fail. This is us, we're done. But, um, so yeah, like that, that was basically the best, not the best story I could find, but it was the one that really made me go, that I surely got to That be. is the type of story that, epitomises what this section is all about. Yes. Straight off, what you've done there is you've taken... It's just, I mean, for, for me that is the best story. Like, <laughs> yes. like a gentleman called Bowser taking over Nintendo's. Nintendo's sales. Just unreal. Couldn't they write it? So, I've set the bar and uh-huh. you, you, you've admitted it's a high bar. 
I don't know what's, if your, my, what's your rebuttal? I don't know if my story quite reaches that bar. However, what I have to say is, my story is absolutely outrageous on a number of levels. Right. Right? Now you have a bit more to talk about than so, the fact that his name is Bowser. So uh-huh. I mentioned again. I mentioned uh, people who are right wing. You did a couple of minutes ago. This will please people who are right wing. Okay. Um. So I found a story on the Financial Post written by none other than Matthew O'Mara. This I was know a, well. Friend this of the was, podcast. This was, from, the this was from 2013, so it's quite an old story, but it is still Five years, wow, it's okay. still quite a hilarious one. And what's it pertaining to? Um, so basically, in a game called Tomodachi Collection, New Life, <laughs> okay. uh, there was a bug. What, what well, was that for? What console? Uh, the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, a classic. Um, so basically, what it was, you... Could migrate your me avatar from your Wii U. Oh, okay, that's cool. Onto your 3DS. Right. And then this game, you could just sort of live it out, basically. I like that. As your Nintendo, you could you could get. That's a great become idea. Become part of a couple. That's a great idea. To it's, be able to transfer your me across different games, yeah. that's awesome. It's something that I don't think was out here because I think it would have had. I think it would have been quite good here. Does it sound good? I think it might have just been solely in Japan. Oh, okay. And this makes more sense because obviously Japanese people are very traditional, very um, like structured, I think we yes. like to call it. Um, they are very accepting, however. Nintendo to patch bug that allows for same-sex couples in the 3DS game. So basically what it was, was when you migrated your avatar, it didn't make you... So if you like migrated a male, mm-hmm. me, um, it gave you the choice... Of a male or female partner, right? Um, they called that a bug. <laughs> Nintendo thought that was a bug. Nintendo thought that was an error in their game. Um, what? So basically, I thought. See, I thought I heard this story back in the day. I thought the bug was that you couldn't be with someone who was the of the same sex. Mm-hmm. So I thought at first you could only be with a woman, and they had to so say, "See me and you." See, I jumped into the game. I could only be with a woman. I wasn't able to be with a man. Now, I do not want to be with a man. But I thought it didn't give me the option. I thought the bug fix was them adding it back in. Uh, have I misunderstood that? I think you have. Oh, so basically, no! Um, they so said, they had both options? They said the patch that they brought out at the time was to fix a number of problems in the game. And this is a direct quote. Okay. Uh, among them, human relations, that becomes strange. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, I'm uh, I'm quite a liberal person. Um, me too. Accepting of everyone, uh, and that is a statement that is not accepting no. of everyone. Uh, if you're going to describe homosexuality as relations strange. that become strange, <laughs> then uh, it might be a loose translation for all we know. But I just thought that story was just too good to leave out. Could um, you imagine though that you were of the persuasion? Uh huh. And then you update your game. It's like, sorry, James is not about anymore. You'll have to se- you have to settle with like Patricia. Uh-huh. Could you imagine oh. the disgrace, the horror? You would. It's like James is not about, but you can settle for Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. Or like James has changed his name to Jamie. Uh-huh. She is very happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> James underwent some surgery. <laughs> um, so basically, um, right. It would be wrong to tarnish Nintendo as sexist. 
No, or, but that's hilarious. No, no, we're not not sexist. Homophobic from this ep- from this episode. But um, uh-huh. just quite a strange, uh, a weird dab into the into the old dabble bag. I like that Nintendo dabble round one. Um, now, what I'm thinking for this, now you can you can shoot this idea down. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this would be great for a Twitter poll. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that. We're going to come together every week and we're going to have these hilarious stories. Now, I don't really want to make it competitive, but I'd just love, I'd love to get some feedback from those uh-huh. listening as to what story they found funnier. Uh-huh. Or if they didn't find any funny, we'd also like to know that. I'll have a, a, a none option. <laughs> <laughs> none of the above. No, no stories win. None today. That, that's asking for people to vote on it. Though. That is, that is. But... We trust you, listeners, mm-hmm. dear listeners. Um, so we'll stick a poll on Twitter and maybe Instagram stories. And um, but I, I can't believe that. We'll we'll discuss the polls next week when they we will. come in. Um, discuss the polls like it's now like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aaron has so, been crowned yeah. Nintendo Dabble Week One winner. <laughs> the exit poll is uh, <laughs> is wrong yet again. Um, so uh uh-huh, that has been technically speaking. Oh, we're in, we're in time. Uh-huh. I have been Aaron McAleese. And you I have been. I have been Peter Donoghue. Thank you very much for listening. Hopefully we'll hear from you over the next week and you'll hear from us again. Exactly. Week. So you know where you can find us. We're on all of your social media. Uh-huh. We at are Technically at, Pod. At Technically Pod. So I'm sure you all know it's still Technically and then it's just Pod. Um, we're still working on our website. That will be technicallypod.co.uk mm-hmm. and that'll be a place where you can find all of our latest episodes, all of our social media handles, and any other content that we're deciding to put out. Um, if you do it, download the Anchor.fm app, you do know that you can call in, so obviously we're looking for ideas, we're looking for feedback, um, pretty much anything that you think could be useful or would give us a chuckle, mm-hmm. Dave, uh, <laughs> that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, so, hope you've enjoyed it, whatever you've been getting up to, and uh, take it easy, we'll see you next week. Alright, bye-bye. Two.